The Public News Service Daily Newscast for February 27th, 2023. I'm Joey Graham. Telehealth can be convenient, but is it too easy for prescribed drugs that come with a high abuse label? Under the proposed rules, doctors will be required to see patients in person for a prescription at least once for drugs such as Adderall and Ritalin. Nearly 4 million people reported misusing prescription stimulants in 2021, according to data from the National Institutes of Health. Michelle Lindenberg with the Cincinnati-based Interact for Health says both prescription and non-prescription drug use have had devastating effects on Ohio communities. HIV, hepatitis C, those are extremely costly, unfortunate diseases to have to deal with. There are uh, many ripple effects that go along with an increased rate of substance use disorder, overdose, and overdose death in a community. In a news release, U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration Administrator Ann Milgram says the agency is committed to the expansion of telemedicine with guardrails that prevent the online over-prescribing of controlled medications that can cause harm. The new rules will likely go into effect this spring. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. Another dust-up is unfolding in America's battle over abortion. A West Virginia-based pharmaceutical company, which makes a generic pill used to end early pregnancies, claims recently passed legislation violates federal law. Rachel Fay, with the group Power to Decide, worries it's the start of a troubling trend. It allows people to have abortions early in pregnancy, safely, and we shouldn't be entering into an era where individual states get to decide what drugs are safe and effective. The state's attorney general argues despite FDA regulation, drug makers cannot tell states to expand access to the abortion pill. The FDA approved the drug more than 20 years ago. American farmers using Climate Smart Ag are plowing ahead to recap nearly $20 billion aid from the USDA. Margaret Crome with Wisconsin's Michael Fields Agricultural Institute says there is a small window to ask for help. There's just never been a time that's as good for farmers to apply because this extra amount of funding means it's more likely that you would be funded. Timing is everything, and the window for help closes soon. Those who missed the deadline could leave money on the table. Communities of color in Colorado and across the West strongly support conservation policies, including protecting water supplies and transitioning to clean energy. That's according to the new Conservation in the West survey conducted by Colorado College. The Hispanic Access Foundation says people of color who are disproportionately impacted by air and water pollution understand conservation is linked to health outcomes, jobs, and social justice. This is Public News Service. Supporters of legislation to clean up our nation's air says the move is a step in the right direction. The current rules allow 12 micrograms per cubic meter. The EPA wants to take it down to 9 or 10, but clean air groups want it lowered to 8. Monica Embry is California Energy Campaign Director for the Sierra Club. Soot is a deadly mix of metals, chemicals, and substances that are so small they can be inhaled into our lungs and enter into our bloodstreams which can cause a host of different health issues. I'm Suzanne Potter. Proposed legislation is aimed at restricting access to high-powered guns. April Shentrup's daughter Carmen is one of 17 people killed 
in 2018 at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. She discusses the shooter's weapon of choice, an AR-15 rifle. Because he chose that weapon, he was able to go through all three floors of the building, shooting students and teachers as he saw them in the hallway, but also through doors of the classroom. Opponents say the proposed law violates their constitutional rights. A new project is uncovering a treasure of black history gems. African Americans have played a foundational role in Wyoming since the 1860s when they served as soldiers at Fort Laramie and Fort Halleck and owned and operated some of Cheyenne's first businesses. That's just one historic nugget uncovered by the Black Wyoming Project, funded by the National Park Service. Dr. Daria Hagen, the project's director, is documenting the history and historic places of Wyoming's black community. The history of African American communities in general is underdocumented across the United States. Hagen notes black people in Wyoming played a major role as members of the workforce that delivered fuel for heat and electricity to the entire nation. African Americans were prominent members of coal mining towns, including Green River, Rollins, Rock Springs, and in Hannah, where dozens of black men were among the 169 miners killed in Wyoming's worst coal disaster in 1903. I'm Eric Galatis. Plans to ask broadband providers to expand into areas currently plagued with spotty internet coverage are up for debate in Maryland. But first, lawmakers must give the idea a thumbs up. Tammy Bresnahan with AARP Maryland says the idea is to bring speed and bandwidth to users in both rural and urban areas. Broadband, like water, like electric, has now become a vital utility for people to have. If schools are closed for some reason, people have to have access for their children and grandchildren, telehealth services. It also keeps people from being isolated. She also notes broadband allows citizens to offer remote testimony to the Maryland General Assembly as it weighs the benefits of the plan. I'm Joey Graham for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org.